Ashley. Hey, man, what's going on? I have created something truly extraordinary. Oh, shit, for real? What's that? It's called a podcast. Um, Vern, that has already been invented. Yeah, but our show, Cinema Recall, we're going to talk about movies. Oh, okay. You like box office blockbusters? Yeah. Foreign independent films? Gotcha. Musicals and animation? Yeah, lots of people do that. S-rated adult flicks? Ew, Vern, no. What makes Cinema Recall different from the rest? Well, we'll be offering great content with a wide variety of guests on both our podcast platforms and YouTube as well. Variety. Like, it covers many different genres of film? Exactly. We want to be the show for fans of cult features like Howard the Duck, to be friends with fans of big blockbusters like Spider-Man No Way Home. I still feel like so many other shows do that format. Yeah, but I have two very attractive and good-looking hosts. Fern, it won't matter if they're listening. Maybe they'll enjoy the banter we have with each other and special guests. We can even make a show that includes all lovers of cinema. From art house gems? And raunchy comedies. I like it. A show that celebrates all forms of entertainment. Cinema Recall is available everywhere you find great podcasts. What the hell was that? It's our voice promo guy. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram under Cinema Recall Podcast and on Twitter at Cinema underscore Recall. Vern, can we afford to have a voiceover guy? We can't afford not to. He used to be a voice guy for movie trailers, but now he just follows me around and gives me movie trailer narration. That's really sad. What? Now nah, we're giving him purpose in life. He now has a reason to go on. <laughs> Check out past episodes at cinemarecall.net. Promise it's fun! This Halloween, six strangers have been invited to a party. If they can stay up till dawn, They'll win one million dollars each. The only catch is that they'll have to live through the night. Let the games begin. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me as always is Aaron. What up, brother bear? This week we're going to be discussing the horror classic. The House on Haunted Hill. No, not that one. No. The remake. The remake with Not that Jeff... I like the, the original one to begin with. When my book club read that for our Halloween two years ago, I was like, what the f***? I said, I refuse to read that again. Wait a minute. There was a book on the House of Haunted Hill? The Haunted Hill you're... House. Not the same thing. We've had this discussion before. Well, what was the Lily Taylor bullshit? That's the haunting. God damn the Haunting, it. which was work. based on The Haunting of Hill House. This Loosely. is The House on Haunted Hill, not to be confused with The Legend of Hell House. I was just going to say that. That was my very next thing. <laughs> there were many. <laughs> it's very confusing. But again, this is the early 2000s. Or actually, 1999. We're going to party uh, like it's 1999. Yes, and they did. Which stars uh, Jeffrey Rush, Famke Jansen, Tay Diggs, Allie Larder, uh, Pete Sampras's uh, future wife was in this. Famke and Peter Jansen is the most one of the most beautiful women I've ever she seen. She is. She's dynamite. Whatever happened to her? Was she on a horse or something? What what happened to her? She's on the. 
<laughs> she no no she's she's a she's beautiful she was a bond girl she was an x-man for a few years oh, that's right she's yes. an x-man that's why she was so familiar she was yeah, yeah yeah and then you know time marches on this was 25 years ago i mean right. i i mean she's still doing well, her quite frankly I, what's tay diggs doing these days too oh, we're gonna talk people. about this we're gonna talk <laughs> about this and then uh, peter gallagher's eyebrows are in this as well. So you have that to look forward Peter to. Peter Gallagher's eyebrows are always there. They're always the star of the show. And I He's always the star. I, and, he's, and at this time, he was always in a movie. I liked him in an ancient movie called The Idol Maker. I remember that one. where he came on the scene. After that. With uh, Ray Sharkey. Ray Sharkey. Yes. It was a classic. But after that, I, I think I had enough. Was he in Sex, Lies, and Videotape? He was. He yeah, was. See. He was in While You Were Sleeping. Yeah. He was the uh, father on The O.C. I mean, he may be a lovely person, but I hate him. Oh, I, hate him. No, I don't know. Gallagher. Maybe he's lovely or maybe it's just the character he always play. But usually I can separate. He's no Skarsgård. Let's just say that. Which one? Any of them. <laughs> Any of them. Fair enough. I mean, he's not even a, a lesser scars guard. Okay. That's that's something. Uh and Chris Catan is in this from Saturday Night Live Chris, for some bizarre I know, I'm reason. Shaking my head. All these people. You know, at least Jeffrey Rush was didn't he win or was nominated yeah. for an Academy Award? Academy Award winner. This. Yes. Yeah, Academy, Academy Award winner for Shine. Jeffrey Rush trying to do the 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 worst Vincent Price impression. Ever, quite we frankly, I would have preferred too. to see the original, which I've seen a million times. I, I have. Where's well. the trap door so, full of sulfuric acid? I was waiting for that. Why not? Absolutely, Ooh. this seem, would seem to be the place to have it. Anyway, <laughs> in the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genre. Eventually, we're ten minutes into the podcast uh, with a comedic twist. So good times had by all. Aaron, what's up with you? What you doing? Last time I talked to you, I was complaining about that I saw The Nun 2. Yes. This week, I'm going to go see A Death in Venice, which I thought was going to be a remake of our Donald Haunting in Venice, right? The Haunting in Venice. Yes. But it is not. It is a fake Agatha Christie. It's a real Agatha Christie. It's it's not the title was not the Haunting of Venice. Well, and that's what's so funny. It's like now you got uh, Kenneth Branagh playing Hercule Poirot with with a ridiculous like no one in history ever had a more bizarre mustache. So you're I watching the commercial. I had this chemistry teacher. Oh, here we go. At Palm Springs High School, Mr. Jones who had this must, Mr. Jones, and it Absolutely. would it would drip down and then shoot out like spikes, like he was the fucking predator. And That's I remember telling that is that is a hundred percent true. He, no, he waxed him, it. No. He waxed to look it like straight he was, out. No, that's not true. When I was there, it was straight out. It wasn't curly cue. And was, I told mom, okay. and she says, every time she, she apparently knows him. I remember her saying yes. something akin to, I can, oh, I'm haunted by the idea of what he looks like coming out of the shower, where it's just all dripping down like he has gills. I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, shit. I'm going to tell you a story. I went on, because he, he would always lead us on the... Uh, um, Ski trip 
yearly ski trip to Mammoth. I didn't know you know how to ski. I do not. You just went on the ski trip. I tried. I mean, no time like the present to learn. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, so we all were in the same hotel. He did, he came out in the morning to go skiing, and he had not quite waxed it yet, so it was kind of flopping down oh. like this. But yes, and when like I was the in high dude school, from what was the fake Simpsons when they're in space, and there was a dude with the little uh, oh, Futurama, Futurama, yes. and there was the dude Futurama. with the, the danglies. Yes, he. I don't know why we're talking about this for twenty minutes. <laughs> He, when I was there, he kind of, he waxed it into kind of like he was like in the French Revolution kind of thing. Like, you know, <laughs> French because who else is doing this? Mr. Jones and people from the 1700s. Anywho. I, I'm just saying 10 years later, he apparently moved to, but wait, but when I had him, straight out. <laughs> I can't believe that. Straight that sounds out. like nonsense. Ask my mom. Okay. Ask my mom. She's my mom too, by the way, just for the record. Well, sometimes. <laughs> I guess. What were we even talking about? That let us down. Mustaches. Remember when Kenneth Branagh was a real actor? Oh, yes. Do you remember that? <laughs> Do you remember watching the four hour Hamlet and thinking, this is freaking amazing? Right, well, vaguely. I mean, the Kenneth Branagh, he. Appeared on the scene. He was married to Emma Thompson for a brief time there. And it was, they were it was the all Shakespeare. The British power couple. Absolutely. Until all, Frankenstein. He had an affair with uh, Helena Bonham Carter. And that, yep. was, that was all she wrote. Uh-huh. So. And honestly, he went into the tank. I think it wasn't just because he cheated on one of the most beloved uh, ladies. But also, he was kind of waning at that point. Remember they did that movie together with the scissors? Dead again. Dead again. Yes, absolutely. By the way, I have a funny, uh, I think it's funny. You you went and saw The Nun 2, or as I like to call it, The Re-Nun? Or this is, none of this is interesting about that. (laughs) Well, there's that as well. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. I mean, I do um, like now the Catholic Church or like some new form of X-Men where our holy relics can turn into, what was that? What was the gauntlet of, of yeah, what bullshit? Super, the the yes, gauntlet of the Thanos. Gauntlet. Right. So in this one, they have the dried up eyes of some saint, which she's been dead for 200 years. So it has to be smaller than a pea rattling around in a, in a Mentos tin. And... It gives you Mentos you coming tins? <laughs> Not Mentos. What was the other thing? Curiously strong. Altoid tins. Yes. And you just hold it up and it glows. It, it is... We're, the Catholic Church is now part of the Marvel Universe. That's all Sounds I Sounds good to me. I'm in. There we go. I'm in all the there way. We, there's my special power. I think they got to pluck your eyes first. And then you get your special martyr powers. Let me get this train back on the track. Why don't you give us your... We've t- we're talking about all sorts of random stuff. The audience has already jumped out the window. The best part of of The Nun 2 is if you yes. sit through all the bullshit at the end, then you see our power couple back. So you're kind of... a suit. They're getting a phone call. Is this a spoiler the, alert? Yeah. So, like- they, they, so they're coming back. What's it? Mephil- <laughs> What's her Mephisto? Name? What are you trying to say? <laughs> I I can't remember. I thought I had her name Milo. Vera Farmiga? Is that what yes. you're trying to say? Yes. Vera. Uh, and, and 
and what's his face and Patrick Wilson are picking up the phone and taking the end of none too. So hopefully we got some good coming. Uh, One could hope because the last couple were kind of shaky even from them. (laughs) Give us your 30 second synopsis of the house on Haunted Hill House. (laughs) Oh, you know, there's this crazy toxic couple and, you know, the guy's rich. So they're just taking bites out of each other. It's her birthday party. And mysteriously, the guest list change. They're all going to have it in insane asylum. And then it's whoever wastes it through the night gets a million dollars. If people die, uh, then you share the million. The minute I hear people coming at me for a million, because, you know, I don't know, in my hood, they cut you for $20. So I'm, I'm like, okay, out, out. I'm not, I'm not waiting. But of course, people do. There's a lot of 13 Goats bullshit going on. A lot of uh, American Horror Story Asylum situations going on. Tay Diggs and the blonde chick win at the end. But honestly, it would have been better if she turned since she was holding the checks and pushed Tay Diggs <laughs> off. That would have been the best. That would have been a shocking conclusion. That would have no been a question. shocking twist. And she'd be like stuffing the five million down her bra going deuces. And then what? She's trapped up on the ledge. I mean, she has well, to jump off anyway. Trapped up on the ledge. How about how about this is supposed to be freaking Los Angeles? Why is there a million foot insane asylum on a cliff? What cliff is that in Los Angeles? Is it in Malibu? No, it's nine hundred feet. It's Arkham Asylum. That's what it is. It's Arkham Asylum in Los Angeles. Could be like Palos Verdes or something like that. Perhaps. And why is it the house on Haunted Hill? When it was never a house, it was built as an asylum. It was never a house. No one ever lived there except for the inmates. You don't call a prison a house. So why is it a house on Haunted Hill? Is the hill haunted or is it the asylum haunted? I mean, I'm trying to remember (laughs) since I'm jumping in. They're all they're all haunted. It's not a very clever. The house on Haunted Hill. I mean, now granted, the original it's on a hill. It's It's not a house. The original with Vincent Price was like 1959, William Castle. So was that a house? I guess that, that was, was a house. house. I mean, a castle is is people live in it. Right. So it was kind of like it was a castle. Well, it was people William live in castle castles. People don't it. live in insane asylums. I mean, for the insane inmates. people, they the have to people. live there. This was like cuckoo's nest. So what you wouldn't call it a house. Would you call it a home? I guess the question. Home is where your heart is. Home, it? <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> Absolutely. Had you ever seen this movie before? Yeah, I've seen this piece of shit. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It was like this was the time of all the remakes. I mean, honestly, right. all these movies came out, and really, there's no difference between one or the other. Some are just more boring. Some are more gross, but well, it's all kind uh, of the same flavor. I feel I'm almost positive I saw this in the movie, uh, in the movie theater. And um, I remember liking it more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember. Right. It, not that it was great. I, I didn't think it was Shakespeare at the well, time. How old were you in 99? 24? That's half a high schooler. So there you go. Yeah. Something like that. Case so, change. I mean, 
half. <laughs> yes. But th we talked about this before because this movie was made under the Dark Castle uh, banner. They were actively right. No, it was it's Warner Brothers, but it was under um, the like Robert Zemeckis and Joel Silver were okay. like, we're going to go back into the vault. We loved William Castle's shit from the you know movies he made in the late 50s, early 60s. We're just going to do remakes under this Dark Castle banner. And this was the first one and it didn't do very well. And the second one was 13 Ghosts, which also didn't do very well. So then they said, ah, F it. We're done. Our experiment is over. You, yeah. you, there's only so many people that you can have shake in their head quickly. The first time you see that, it looks like Catherine Hepburn, or what? It's always—it's <laughs> just the palsy. Oh, yeah, like this, the go there's always the ghosts that are shaking their head shaking, way too quickly, spazzing out. Yeah, absolutely. Freak out. No, and I mean, we we did thirteen ghosts. I don't know, like a month or a couple months ago, and you didn't enjoy thirteen ghosts that much. I thought it was okay, but I thought it looked very cool. This movie is not okay. And it looks crappy. Like the spe the special ghost effects look like CGI bullshit from a third rate video game. Hundred percent. It's part it's of the trilogy of shitty haunted movies. There is The Haunting with yes. Lily Taylor. There is this piece of crap followed let, by let, Thirteen Ghosts. Let's pump the brakes. You keep saying The Haunting with Lily Taylor. This is The Haunting with Lily Taylor, Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Owen Wilson. Right. It was an all-star freaking cast. All of these are all-star freaking cast. Yes. And people don't know. It, but it, there was nothing to the story. There was nothing original. No. There was nothing interesting. No. I mean, in the, in the Lily Taylor, in the original, you're not really sure. Is right. she crazy? This, they made it obvious that, that uh, there's all kinds of funky business going on. There's all kinds of funky business going on, for sure. God, God help her. I really don't care for Lily Taylor. She is Lily. She is God help her. Tiny girls. Right. Well, I remember Lily Taylor, since we're talking about this now, from uh, um, Say Anything. She was, she was dating John Cusack yeah. so, for a period. So she right. was constantly like the friend uh, of John Cusack and all these movies. High infidelity. They they dated in that. High <laughs> fidelity, not infidelity. That's a different movie. That's High fidelity is an REO Speedwagon album. And for, for okay. whatever reason, even though I love high fidelity, it always comes out as high infidelity. <laughs> I'll take it on the run, baby. <laughs> uh, anywho. Let's jump in with the highlights on the house on Haunted mm -hmm. Hill 99. Mm -hmm. What you got? Mm -hmm. You go first. I said, why does the it look like Wayne Manor? It makes no goddamn sense. They establish thanks I to Peter lot, Graves. All my things all say why. Right. That's, yes, underline why. There is a opening uh, montage where Peter Graves host of terrifying but true talks that about that was kind of funny that, I enjoyed was, that. that, that was kind of funny the only I, funny part because it was right. like yeah he used to host all kinds of weird shows like that absolutely um, mr mission impossible mr mission and from the airplane movies mm -hmm. um he talks about how this was an insane asylum in this prime real estate 
where spontaneously the lunatics escape from their cells and kill all the the uh, asylum workers, the psychiatrists, uh, who were also evil. Like they were taking the lunatics and doing, I don't know, can you say lunatics? Is that inappropriate these days? The psychologically disturbed individuals and to- like doing horrible experiments on late. them. You're canceled. If how, I am if, canceled. If my favorite murderer is canceled, we've been canceled for years. Absolutely. Um, uh, it, I wrote down... Why are they recording the surgery on video with no anesthesia? The, the evidence like of their crimes? It seems like evidence. Well, and it yeah. wasn't just, there weren't video cameras. They were in the old school cranking right. camera, which I always wonder, you have to have a steady hand and a sense of rhythm to make Those sure. Guys have, I read in my... Uh, theater appreciation whatever in college yeah those guys they, they had a just to have the feel for they had a crank right. that had to be steady had to be at a certain rate yeah absolutely so evidently the the psychiatry uh community in the house on haunted hill were like nazis where they were literally conducting horrifying and obscene experiments upon the uh, mentally disabled and uh, then they turn on them. And of course, he seals the vault, which there's a lever that see like metal plates slam down, which is also what's at what happens in 13 Ghosts. Honestly, this is American Horror Story Asylum. It is. At it least is. that part. So they, but when you, I mean, they're basically condemning themselves. So like, I, we're, I'm going to lock myself in with the people trying to kill me. Is that the plan? Makes no sense. And then a fire bursts out. So they're all killed in the fire somehow, right? They're, so they're now, well, what is it? Eight people survived. Is five people escaped. Five, and evidently five like co-conspirators, like five of the asylum workers escaped. But they were all in on the evil doctor's plans. Doctor Von, Vonnegut, or Vonnegut, Kurt Vonnegut. I don't Kurt remember Vonnegut, who was involved. You know, that he, bastard. He was involved. So here's my in some question: way. Who built all this shit? I mean. Back in the day, this was the government, churches, but they they just let a, a crazy doctor build. It, it would have taken 20 years to build this crazy thing. Absolutely. And then it's got qu- weird things that, that lock everybody in so yes. you can all burn to death. That's correct. That's correct. Makes no goddamn sense. So in modern days... Jeffrey Rush is a millionaire amusement park magnate. Yeah. Uh, who, is that a thing? Is that uh, even a thing? Uh, who, who's to say? Who's to say? Who has a contentious relationship with his wife to the point where they're constantly like threatening, I'm going to murder you. Tonight may be the day that I kill you. I'm going to get a gun. This is literally yes. 1,000 either Hammer or William Castle movies where yes. it's this, the Bickersons, she has a lover, she pretends that she, that he has killed her, she has killed herself to drive yes. him crazy. So they, I mean, there's probably been 20 movies in, in, in this sphere about this. I so mean, immediately I, you know who the lover is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, but it's literally like, I'm, I will kill you in your sleep. It may be tonight. And maybe tomorrow, I may kill you while you're awake. 
who's to say? Like they they just they're very casual about uh, threatening to murder each other, and, and then she's like, "Oh, my birthday's coming up. Make sure you throw me a party." Right. I'm Make sending sure, you my guest list. I'm sending you my guest list so you can throw me a party. Person that I'm threatening to murder tomorrow. So that's that's a weird relationship. Well, you know what's really weird is then at the end when the creature is coming for her. After she she is he has been shot, he's trying to kill her. She wakes up, blah blah blah. He's warning her to get up and get out of the way. Yes, he still. Well, you got the sense that he's he's still relationship. Well, he still loved. He loved her. He loved her, but she married him just for his money. Like she found him disgusting. He's Jeffrey Rush. I get it. Uh, no offense, Jeffrey, if you're listening. Uh, she married him just for his money. And she literally said, this would have been so easy. You could have just granted me a divorce and torn up the pre the pre uh, yeah, nuptial agreement. The that was the hug. If you had just torn up the pre, give me half your millions, we wouldn't have had to come to this, this lowly state. But you're right. When later in the movie, she falls in the hole with the ghosts and creatures, he's like, Helen or whatever her name was. That what was her name? Yeah. I don't know. It's always Helen. <laughs> Helen or whatever. Hurry, you know, get out of here. But it's by then it's too late. So they They're have sucked into the fog. This is mash of shitty CGI, fog, smoke. It's it's just terrible. it's the worst. It is the worst. And what, what um, happened to poor Lisa Loeb? And how come she didn't get to sing? So okay, at the beginning of the movie, we're introduced to. <laughs> Stephen Price, played by Jeffrey Rush, who's introducing his new uh, roller coaster. Um, that appears be- to fly off its tracks. Like, Constantly. Like it, the car in front, of, in front of you appears to just sail off into the sunset, and, and your car is coming up next. Yes. So oh, he's being fun. interviewed by Lisa Loeb. It, it, I mean, does she do a lot of acting? She's in this wearing her Lisa Loeb glasses as yes. the interviewer. And the cameraman later went on to have a great career as Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> for years. For years. He was the bizarre uh, other vampire that she had a thing for. Quite popular so, in his day. Absolutely. So that's <laughs> that's when he's fi- talking to his wife. She sends him the the guest list for the birthday party that she wants to be thrown at the asylum for some reason. And then we see like some kind of uh, spiritual ghostly thing changes the names on the guest list. So now it doesn't bother anyone that there's total strangers just showing up for the birthday party. Well, because the husband and wife are so suspicious of each other. Each is convinced that the other has done it. These aren't the people on my list. You must have changed it. I wait. I sent the list that you brought me. I don't know what you're right, talking you about. You guys get the f- out. Do, right, do party's you know over. One of us. Party's Party. over. Get the hell out of here. Party's <laughs> over. Why are Absolutely. you at my house slash asylum? And no, <laughs> no question. It's very much like you didn't invite him. I didn't invite him. Party's get over. Out. It's out, like. Please. No question. It's it's not like, well, I, I guess I'm just that good of a host that I'm just going to have to go on with the evening's festivities for no reason. Makes no sense. So you've got, at this point, 
you've got Ali Larder from Final Destination in blonde hair shows up as one of the chicks who it turns out she wasn't really invited anyway. It was her boss who was invited and she's stolen the invitation because she needs the cash. Uh, Tay Diggs is invited. Uh, and then he's like, I'm not even related. I'm adopted. <laughs> that was the- <laughs> I was adopted. Your blood is tainted. Um, Bridget Wilson, who later became Bridget Wilson Sampras, arise with her crazy 1999 era video camera. I that had was, one of those. That, you know, that was state big. of the art. They were big. The no question. And Peter Gallagher shows up as well. He's Dr. Blackburn. You know, I, I don't care for Peter Gallagher. So we're learning. So we're learning. And of course, Chris Kattan pulls up in his piece of shit, like AMC Pacer, gremlin or something but of course he owns this gigantic asylum he's the guy who owns the asylum driving you know a car 40 years old with just shit all over it like it's got rust and how does he own the asylum how does he own the asylum isn't it all by the state his grandfather built it his father was trying to refurbish it and then died in the undertaking. And seemingly only refur- ref- why is he trying to refurbish it? I mean, it's, no, it's question number one. Um, so if you're but- the mason on a construction job in the 30s and the inmates murder the doctor, it reverts back to you? Is you that California that law? Shit. I guess so. Is that a you Los Angeles to- thing? I'm yes. not sure about that. It's a thing. So when they walk in to the foyer area, it's clearly meant to be like a beautiful appointed mansion, right? It doesn't look like the entryway of an insane asylum where there's like a front desk where you check in and, you know, there's there's no like lock door. You know what I'm saying? You never see a bedroom. You do see a bedroom. She retires. She says, I'm out of here. This is your party. She goes up to the bedroom. A beautifully appointed bedroom. Everything at ground level up is beautifully appointed. The moment they take one flight of stairs down, it's a shit show. It's like totally, but again, it doesn't look like it's suffered fire damage, right? I don't see any evidence of fire damage. It just looks old and shitty. So So, when you're bringing in a new inmate to the asylum, they go through the living room? They go through the living room, I guess. They go through the living room. So at some point, when you're having drinks by the fire, the, the next psychopath is let in in his ball gag and chains. Yes. Lovey, I've got to get the gimp. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that is, from what we can gather, that's the situation. Now, the four guests, by the way, four guests to your party, that's some banger, right? What is it? Are we playing bridge? I mean, what's the plan for the evening? It's not a catered do. I see no drinks and I see no food. I see handguns. This is the worst party I've ever been invited to. Well, he does say there's food and drinks in the other room, but you don't really We're see not, anybody drinking. We don't have the budget to show you that. You, they show Chris Kattan like polishing off some bourbon a couple times. At one point, he's sitting there bitching and complaining, drinking his bourbon, and Tay Diggs just knocks it out of his hands. People are like, whoa, hey, party foul. So 
All it's I a- thought was Aaron's going to go find a heart, a hiding space and like take a gummy and just hope she falls asleep till 930 the next day. That, that's the plan. Am I right? <laughs> so on the invitations, it says, come to the party. If you if you stay the night, you know, survive the evening, you'll get a million dollars. So, of course, these people who are strangers are like, hey. I'm out of work at the moment. Yeah, Sounds good to me. But then there's the whammy. Anyone who dies, then their money rolls over and shared between the they rest. Don't That's say when dies. There's a problem. They don't if say dies. Happen. Well, what they say this is before all the steel shutters slam down. The, the idea is it'll be so scary people will just say deuces. I'm out of here. So if you're too afraid, you'll leave. And he says that, and you can leave anytime. And then a second later, all the steel shutters slammed down, trapping everybody in there. I'm including sorry, there was a mention of people dying. Google it. Look it up. You Google it. So it's meant to be kind of a, it's, I guess, initially it's supposed to be kind of a creepy Halloween kind of evening or some shit. That's all that's I saw was handguns. Yes. What so are, we they, doing? are we playing Russian roulette? Is yes. this Deer Hunter? What are the fun, kooky party games we got going on here? Where's Christopher Walken when you need him? The Ooh. thinking man sex symbol. That'd be right? great. <laughs> Not the thinking man sex. Maybe it is a thinking man sex symbol. Who's to say? I don't judge. Who, who's to say? So Walken is an icon. Evidently, uh, Jeffrey Rush has set up the house with all sorts of kooky, spooky things. But honestly... We don't really see any of like his shit, right? It seems like everything that goes down is like the inherent houses shit. Wouldn't you agree? Like you don't see a skeleton pop out of the door kind of thing. Right, <laughs> right? That's the kind of stuff you saw in the original. Skeletons right. jumping out of closets and stuff. Now, in the original, if I remember correctly, there was a thing where it's like the wife is trying to kill her wealthy husband who was Vincent right. Price in the original. And she brings her lover, which it's like a grand surprise. Oh, he's the lover. It's uh, a dude from her. Bonanza or something. It was Richard Long. Wh- who was no, Richard Long? No, not Bonanza. The other Western show. I was like, Haas? Is Haas no, helping out? Was it Adam? It's a professor from Nanny and the Professor. That's not a real show, by the way. The the professor from Gilligan's Island is a real show. <laughs> okay, Nanny and the Professor was a real show. You're making. But I'm going to tell you what was Big Valley was Wagon Big Train. Valley. Yeah, I think Rawhide. Rawhide. Lee Majors. Lee Majors was in Lee... Big Valley. Big Valley. Big Valley. Nanny and the Professor. Bourbon Street Beat and Seventy Seven Sunset Strip. Okay, that doesn't, that shit don't mean nothing to me. I know, but Big Valley. He Big was Valley. in Big Valley, and he was the the lover. He, so on Big Valley, he was one of the sons, right? Correct. Not the Drifter Lee Majors, is what you're saying. The 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 bastard son of a previous relationship who shows up on the first episode. It was a different anyway. time, Kevin. A different time. You got to do what you got to do in the old west. Anywho, um, so that was a thing. And, and if I remember, and again, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. There was no ghost. <laughs> there was no actual ghost going down. It was just scary shit set up uh, to scare you. 
but there was a vat of sulfuric acid that was meant to have Vincent Price falls in. Sadly, you don't know. Uh, Some you don't know if when, when you're going to need stuff like that. A, a vat of sulfuric acid, and then spoiler alert: the wife gets scared and like Whoops. falls into the vat. Whoops, Whoops. my bad. Yes. <laughs> So there was none of that. I did it again. (laughs) Pretty much. I fell in the acid. (laughs) (laughs) So so there's none of that. It was basically like they took the basic premise of angry married couple, house full of strangers, in a a crazy house, and shit goes down. After that, they kind of add their own flavor, which what we learn is, there are ghosts in the house, but Chris Catan says that that ain't shit. Don't worry about the ghosts in the house. It's the house itself, right? That, the house that you gotta is worry alive. about. The but house again, is the issue, not a house. It's an the asylum. Asa- it, it is the hill. In fact, it is not the house. It, it is, is the, the hill. It's the hill. It, it's Watch like that. It's, in in Poltergeist, they moved the the tombstones, but they yes. didn't move the coffins. That was the best. That was one of the best reveals. So, which is not cool, by the way. Move the tongue, Poltergeist Poltergeist was spooky as F back in the old day. The face melting, not so much, but that whole premise, like when she falls into the swimming pool and and the coffins pop up. Because, you know, that really happened. When I was a kid, it was all over the news. There was flooding in the Topanga Canyon, and it washed through a cemetery. This is where they got the idea washed through the cemetery up in the canyons above L.A. So yeah. people were literally fishing old coffins and bodies out of the muck, out of their pools, out of their front yards. Oh, my God. That yes. you a nightmare. That's where he got the idea for all this shit. Well, and in Poltergeist, no es bueno. there was no muy <laughs> no es bueno. Um, there was a th- there was like a bit of a scandal. I think we talked about it when we reviewed Poltergeist. Go back and check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies where they and determined, <laughs> where they determined that the skeletons in the swamp water with Joe Beth Williams were real skeletons from India. And but the the reason why is because when you have skeletons, like for medical research or whatever, you know, at uh, you know uh, universities to learn about anatomy or whatever, they are real skeletons. They are. They're real skeletons. That isn't. That's not anything bad necessarily, but the reality is, it's cheaper to go to your medical supply place and get grab a few skeletons to throw in the water with Joe Beth than have somebody like make, you know, skeletons out of whole like paper mache or I don't know something. It just go get to the medical supply it just place. Makes you know. Economic sense. Here's my question, you know, I had a friend who was in a nursing program and I convinced the program to let me go over and take uh, pictures while they were doing a dissection. What happens? I mean, you can only whittle down so far. What happens when they're done with this? They just send it to Hollywood? Yes. To this (laughs) day, I cannot eat Arby's after witnessing that. It is literally the same color, color as oxidized roast beef never again lovely nope. this sounds delicious nope. by the it way it is not delicious and the pictures were terrible uh and i'm not sure what i did with them so let's get this train back on the track <laughs> shall we so arby's looks like cadaver meat that's all i'm gonna tell you they established <laughs> they established that the whole plant the interior had all been destroyed in the fire 
right? At the beginning when the, the uh, inmates were running the asylum, a fire break out, everything was destroyed, right? However, they keep finding old psychiatric devices in perfect working order. There's the electroshock treatment table. Since the, the 1930s, let's put this 19- out. We're talking this happened in 31. In 31, a fire destroyed everything. So even if a fire had destroyed everything, I can't imagine the electroconvulsive treatment, the water treatment, all the weird treatments that were still there would be working at all. There was but, a fire that basically yes. cooked everyone in an oven. Incinerated so, everything. Incinerated everyone and yes. everything except for the plumbing and all the electrical. <laughs> and all the devices. And, and frankly, all, yeah. and all the rest. And, and, and Except for the carpeting and, and the wood and the kitchen. And, well, again, they did. The Chris Kattan's father allegedly started to refurbish uh for what reason no one knows why they're refurbishing and in, again this isn't an old mansion this is an old insane asylum this is horribly of the pope's exorcist yes. where they've inherited this abbey from her dead husband so they're going to take their last three cents to try to fix it up to That's sell correct. it sell the mother chris Catan. you're driving around in a sloppy jalopy in la they ain't gonna fly sell this bitch absolutely absolutely what they they can't barely run out the queen mary do you want people don't want to stay in your uh arkham asylum they do not they do not that is apparently alive and eats people that is correct that is correct so now halfway through the movie it appears as though famka jansen has been electrocuted to death but in surprise, surprise, it was all part of her trick to fake her death so that all the randos at the party that she didn't even know were going to be there in the first place would think that Jeffrey Rush did it and then they'll be driven to shoot him. I think it's interesting. So she was going to invite all her friends. So they would have been on her side anyway. I guess. But here's a problem. Yes. Yes. So we find her getting shocked. I mean, she's seizuring like she ain't coming back from that, right? right? She's flailing, she's bouncing. First of all, you wouldn't be making any of these sounds or anything. I'm just telling you that because I've seen Could videos you spend of some people time? getting electric shock. <laughs> okay. At one point, I was a psych major. So you're not, all that is not happening. Right? Say I used to be an inmate of Mr. Shiloh. Just for fun, just for fun. Um... And then the good doctor comes and gives her a shot to wake her up. So are we supposed up. to understand that that was really happening to her? Because she, if she was unconscious, she clearly wouldn't have been having these crazy seizures. And if she wasn't fake doing it, then she would be dead. Correct. So, there's a, so the question is, was she actually being shocked? Or was she just pretending with like thrashing around but if she's just pretending then do we why does he have to give her a shot to wake exactly. her up exactly that doesn't make any sense so then we assume so she really did hook herself up to the electroshock treatment she's committed to this bit evidently i'm going to make sure i get so much electricity pouring through my veins that i'm literally spasming flopping yeah. on the table like a trout 
for far too long. I mean, it's a firestorm in your brain. First of all, people who have electric shop, they have uh, amnesia. Right. So she's not going to remember all of this nonsense. Right. So it's all all poo-poo and cuckoo. It's all poo-poo and cuckoo. Now, Dr. Blackburn revives her, which reveals that they were lovers. And they're talking about, oh, yeah, it was our plan. Uh, you know, now one of those other randos will pick up the gun that Jeffrey Rush passed out for some godforsaken reason um, and actually shoot and actually shoot him. And then she's like, I don't think they'll be convinced. I think we need one more murder. And then she just, for no reason at all, stabs Dr. Blackburn, her lover, and flops him on the ground and and throws the, the knife on the floor for them to discover later. Well, I mean, it makes perfect sense. He's the weakest link. He's going to expect the piece of this action dealt with. That's the most logical <laughs> thing of this whole situation. I thought he was expecting a piece of something else, not a piece of the action, if you know what well, I'm saying. And he is Peter Gallagher, so he deserves to die. <laughs> For that reason alone, stab, stab away. Is that what H- you're had saying? Had to be. Had to be. Very upsetting. And quite um, frankly, when Jeffrey Rush gets shot, it's very clear that he's wearing a jacket. Why is that very that. clear? Because I could see it. <laughs> that, that would explain it. Absolutely. I, mean, I could see that he's got this padding on underneath his clothing. Because he was fairly a thin guy in this film. Later he was. on, not so much. He was. When I was looking up notes about his appearance, because his name is Price, obviously an homage to Vincent, but his appearance appearance was not based upon Vincent Price in The House on Haunted Hill. Do you know what it was based on? It's whatever he says is a lie. Tell me. When when you hear it, you're going to be like, (laughs) John Waters. Oh. You're like, ooh, now that you mentioned it. Quite frankly... I mean, <sighs> there's nothing about his betrayal that's John Waters. That's what he was mustache. going for, especially the, the crazy, the, the pencil-thin mustache. That's what he was going for. That's really Originally, originally. It, it is the same as Vincent Price's in this movie. John Waters, God bless him. He's still hanging in with that crazy lip ring and mustache. He loves it. He that's does. his move. Um. In addition to the ridiculously horrible CGI of the ghostly shadows flopping everywhere, there was also random moments of just ghost nudity that popped up. From did you notice this? Where it's like, oh my god, there's a ghostly vision. There'd be some chick like top. But the women had had like weird makeup on their faces, but were not the rest of their body was clearly nude and nothing wrong with it. That's correct. Monster (laughs) face, bloody lipstick. They look like old hookers from the Moulin Rouge if yes. they had a, a good meal. That is correct. <laughs> I, like unmotivated ghost nudity from a character characters we've never seen before, don't know anything no. about. Here's an I'm <laughs> look at my ghostly breasts. There's a lot of that. just random fucking ghosts for no apparent reason yes. just appearing and really doing nothing. Correct. Correct. And the head shaker. And the head shaker spazzing out. Now, it's revealed that the people who were chosen to come were the descendants of the five, uh, like, people who worked at the asylum who were also evil. 
So it's the house getting revenge. That's where they were invited back. So, so you evil. So who was it? Was it was uh, Stephen Price and his wife right. were both descendants. It was uh, uh, not well, not Chris Kattan. Was it? Was he one of? No, I mean, there, were, uh, there were all these people who are not even related to. Right. Christ. Well, that's Chris and Kattan. that's. Ah, you're a Freemason. <laughs> not a Freemason, <laughs> just a regular ass Mason. Uh, he did charge. <laughs> a Freemason. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what he's doing. Anywho, um, but then it's but we've already established that Allie Larder took her boss's invitation, so she's not related to them. Tay Diggs not related. I'm adopted. What do you mean I'm adopted? I didn't do anything wrong. He's about to be killed by the ghostly shadow, and he goes, "I was adopted." <laughs> and and the ghost goes, "Oops." <laughs> My bad. I mean, I don't know what the <laughs> what the well, ghost. I don't is know do. how Jeffrey Rush and his wife are. They're not part of it. They're are they relatives? They were they were relatives. What, are they, they were married brother and sister. How how are they? They would have been his parents. No no no. Each one of them had a descendant. Like St- like Nurse Stockard was her descendant, and you know. Orderly Price was his. I don't. I'm. I'm remembering very vaguely, but it's they were right. all descendants. Blackburn was not because he wasn't even invited in the but first place. There were place. five descendants and like yes. eight people. Right. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um. How? And then a ghostly Chris Kattan who was killed earlier grabs the rope or whatever and opens up the steel girders to let Tay Diggs slip out the the door. The worst door ever, because again, they're on a thousand foot precipice. And why is there a door there? Who and now? Who knows? And now what? You got to go down back downstairs because nobody knows you're there. You're just going to sit there until you become little skeletons and blow away. That's correct. They are. They're trapped on the highest parapet over the cliff. Uh, The ghost was nice enough to slip them the five cashiers' checks for millions of dollars. But again, they're just, they're like, how are we going to get down? You know, laugh take, you know, freeze frame, then it cuts to the credits. But yeah, this is an no, important question. No explanation. Steel doors are still slammed shut. So they're they're screwed. And I like how the ghost's like, I, I, even we can't get through the steel doors. You're safe. So. Okay. <laughs> but then how did the ghost get into his office to change everything? Oh, because the window was open. I see. It, it's. <laughs> So the ghost just knew where his office was and just yes. t- took a bus from Pacific Palisades, uh, DTLA, and, and then there we go. Well, they do have mass transit, you know, so they've got, I think there's a subway down there as well. So They, they do have some subways, but I don't believe the uh, subway goes to the Palisades. So I maybe got a ghost Uber. There's a ghost Uber. There's a ghost Uber. Absolutely. Any other thoughts and feelings before we go behind the scenes? Oh, at one point, Jeffrey Rush was trapped in what is a zoetrope. Yes. And it never occurred to him to just close his eyes. He put on some goggles because it was too distracting. And the goggles didn't do zippity doo dah. You're right. 
he could have just closed his eyes. You don't want to watch a movie. When I was watching, uh, what was that? Let me in. I was like, let me in. I was, I had my uh, hands over their eyes. Every time there was an eye pluck scene, close your eyes. How about that? Pluck it out. Pluck it out. If the eye offend thee, thee, pluck it out. Oh, sweet Jesus. Shall we go behind the scenes? I I wrote something here. How was she flogging if she was out? That's a good question. How is she flogging? If she was out, I don't, we may never know the answer to these questions. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Uh, <laughs> William Malone, the director, got the idea to set the movie in a former insane asylum when he was filming an episode for Tales of the Crypt in a former asylum and noticed that crew members were running scared out of the basement, not wanting to film there. There you go. That's important. God, what is that funny? <laughs> Famke Jansen performed her own stunt when the glass ceiling breaks. When she so moved out of the way? She what had to that? lay there and the thing comes down. And I guess it came down so heavy that her head kind of bounces on the table a little bit. So that's, that's important. So her stunt was laying still. I was laying you. still with glass smashing next to her. You, you got a bump on that? You get a bump. Now, um, Chris Kattan established mere moments earlier that this was a rare, like, stained glass from Europe. And then two seconds later, it smashes down, which everyone assumes this is one of uh, Stephen Price's pranks. Why doesn't he say, what the hell? That costs thousands of dollars. Right? questions why did he, never if he's to. so afraid of the house why is he inside of it why was he there at all first of all wouldn't you have to pay in advance to rent someplace i i would be standing at the steps absolutely here's the combo to the lockbox show me the money deuces i'm out deuces i'm not coming i'm not letting you set up everything right and send out the invitations and then i have to ferry everybody up to the front door and then nah. I said, by the way, would you pay me? That's nah. not how this works. Nah. Not how it works. And what ever happened to Jeffrey Rush's little homie who was supposed to be doing all the pranks that never happened? His face got ripped off. He went oh. in there later to be like, what the hell's going on here? And he rolled, his, his chair turns around and he has no face. Like the, like the skull oh, was scooped out with like a giant melon ball. I that. I don't blame you. I fell asleep three times watching this. <laughs> The roller coaster at the beginning of the movie is the Incredible Hulk ride at Universal's Islands of Adventure in Orlando, Florida. So Another there you go. Florida situation. Because I was wondering about that. Did they build a roller coaster for this movie? No. I, but did I'll they tell build you what. The, what, what. The Kiss movie at, at uh, Magic Mountain, they did not yes. build the roller coaster just for Kiss. Why not? Why not? Why not? Um. No, I and, and we I haven't really, watched that yet, by the way. No, we haven't. We may never watch it. <laughs> I I really enjoyed the opening of this movie. I thought it was fun. I thought the all the roller coaster stuff was fun. Um it lost me one with the steel plates come down. Yeah, and when they were on over. the asylum. Then it was not nearly as entertaining. Um, let's see. Marilyn Manson was considered for the role of the evil ghostly Dr. Vanicut. 
But he instead he did the opening and closing credits. Because he said was the Eurythmics. Right. Yeah. These dreams are made of these. Yeah. Sweet anyway. dreams, not these dreams. Well, who's ever dreams they are? I don't know <laughs> anything about it. Uh, Apparently they're Marilyn Manson's dreams. <laughs> could be, could be. Uh, when Price says, from here on it gets really scary, his roller coaster zooms past him on the tracks. The coaster had to be inserted digitally. If it were really to have been in motion as he stood there, the wind from its movement would have sent Jeffrey Rush flying off the ride entirely. So that's good to know. I suppose it is. Chris Kattan, shockingly enough, improvised some of his more comical moments in the film, as he was encouraged to do so by the director. A lot of comical moments. There was nothing comical about it. He should have done the the head bump thing. (laughs) What's the head bump thing? What is that? He was doing. What is happening? <laughs> Sweet Jesus. A night at the Roxbury. Oh, gotcha. I thought you meant he starts spazzing out. Same difference. <laughs> uh, William Malone wrote over 20% of the film's final screenplay, though he ultimately didn't get a writing credit. He's very upset about that, as you might have. I wouldn't be upset. Just credit me as Funky Joe. In the original script, Melissa Marr, played by Bridget Wilson Sampras, had more dialogue than she did in the final script. In the final script, some of her lines went to Sarah Wolf, the other blonde. I mean, they basically seem very similar characters, and then yeah. one just kind of goes off, gets killed. They're like, okay, moving on. One ends so. up being just like a lung and a boob. It's sad. Cindy Crawford was considered for the role of Melissa Margaret Marr. There's a I lot don't of these. believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> I love when lie. they say we considered them, and then they said no. Is yeah. that basically we what it is? We were sitting in a bar considering different people that will say no if we ask them. That is correct. Uh, let's see. Warner Brothers and Dark Castle Entertainment, in an homage to the marketing gimmick, gimmicks of William Castle Films, promoted this film by providing movie theaters with scratch-off tickets that could be given to moving patrons. The scratch-off ticket would give each movie patron a chance to win a prize, win prize money, just like the characters in the film. That doesn't sound very interesting or creative. Well, they didn't do it. It's ever. no tingler, that's for sure. That's for damn sure. They did not. They did not do that for any other film before or since, because they realized because it's not was a great stupid. idea. Yeah. Let's talk about the cast and crew, shall we? Let's. Uh, the director is William Malone. You know him from such things as The House on Haunted Hill, Fear.com. Oh, God. Parasomnia, which I'm unfamiliar with. Come on. And it's just the slide. It's just the slide down. Is. He directed one episode of the TV series Masters of Horror. What do you think of that? Okay. I think Good that's stuff. the end of his career. Let's go. <laughs> Let's talk about the cast. Jeffrey Rush played Stephen Price. You know him for such things as The King's Speech. He yeah, played Lionel he was amazing. Love in 2010. He played Philip Henslow in Shakespeare in Love. Love Shakespeare in Love. He was great in that. He was great. He was the Marquis de Zod in 2000's Quills, which I, I saw. I did see that. <laughs> we all saw that. Yeah. 
And he was Captain Barbosa in the Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, and frankly, all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. The first and one was great, and then it's all a bunch of the same bullshit. First one was pretty good, and then it was yeah. downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't even talk that, about That anymore. marked the end of the acting career of Johnny Depp and the end of the directing career of Tim Burton. They just gave up. <laughs> Tim Burton did not direct those movies, by the way. I'm sad to say. What? Don't Seems lie like to me. Have. You Seems directed like the have. first one. What? No, he didn't. Who directed? No, he didn't. I don't Keep know. Keep talking. Man. You look it up. Famke yes. Jansen played Evelyn Price. You know her from such amazing things as X-Men The Last Stand, which is a piece of crap. She was Xenia Onatop from GoldenEye, the James Bond movie. She was Jean Grey in X-Men, the original, which was all right. And, of course, Evelyn in The House on Haunted Hill. She was uh, Danish. She's a Danish model-turned-actress, if I remember correctly. Uh, Tay Diggs! Tay Diggs, what I wanted to say, is he had a couple years there where he was everywhere. He was the dude. He was the dude. He was in Rent on Broadway, and then he was How Stella Got Her Groove Back. And then he was all over the place. He was married to uh, Adele Dazeem, <laughs> Adina Menzel, for a couple years there as well. Yeah. So he, he had good things going on. And then he stopped. He was in Chicago as a band leader in 2002. That's was, right. Yep. He I was love uh, Eddie in House on Haunted Hill. He was Benjamin Coffin III in Rent reprising his uh, theatrical role. And he was Brant in something called Equilibrium, which I'm unfamiliar with. So there you go. No mention of how Stella got her groove back, sad to say. Uh, Let's see. Peter Gallagher played Blackburn. You know him from American Beauty. Also playing the other man. Uh, He was in 92 episodes as Sandy Cohen in The O.C., Sandy Cohen. He's Peter Gallagher's not Jewish. Uh, Chuck By Cedar. By the way, you are, you are correct, but there's a rumor he may be tapped for, what is it, the fifth or sixth one? Oh my God, what's happening? Sorry. <laughs> he, so was apparently it, Tim Burton just stopped directing films just coincidentally. He did. Was it Roland Emmerich who directed it? Yeah. Am I right? Something like that. Some kind of crazy Danish with lines through the letters or something. Umlauts. He was Peter and while you were sleeping in Vor Verbinski. One through three. Rob Marshall, four. Joaquin Ronin with a line through the O, five. Espen Sandberg, five. What? That's bizarre. There's two directors for five. Uh, Chris Kattan played Pritchett, the guy who owns the asylum for some reason. Uh, you know him from A Night at the Roxbury, House on Haunted Hill, Undercover Brother. <laughs> Undercover uh, Brother. I love that movie. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, and The Ridiculous Six in 2015 with Adam Sandler. So there you go. Beautiful. Uh, Allie Larder played Sarah. You know her from such things as Final Destination. She played Claire Rivers in Final Destination. She was in Obsessed in 2009. Unfamiliar. 
She had a smallish role in Legally Blonde in 2001, which is actually, if you haven't seen Legally Blonde, it's actually surprisingly entertaining. It is entertaining. You can't. It really is. The sequel blows, but the first one was uh, was quite good. And she was in Resident Evil, the final chapter, which I believe was not the final chapter. (laughs) It never is. It never is. It's always Uh, a lie. Sad but true. Bridget Wilson Sampras. uh, At the time, she was just Bridget Wilson. You know her. Which one is she? She was the other blonde woman who died with the camera. All right, gotcha. She played Sonya Blade in 1995's Mortal Kombat. She was in 95's Billy Madison. She was in 93's Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And she had a very small role in I Know What You Did Last Summer in 1997. What did they do? They ran over some longshoremen. Something like that. Right. And I always laugh that the sequel is called I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. That's wrong. Should be I Still Know What You Did Two Summers Ago. Two summers ago. Two, two and a half summers ago. I know <laughs> exactly. what went on during spring break. How about that? Jeffrey Combs played Dr. Vaniket. You know him from The Frighteners. He was in Reanimator, Herbert West, in 1985. Absolutely. Good to see he was still kicking around. Still doing his thing. He was in 32 episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, playing a variety of characters. Nice. 32 episodes. Good for him. 32. Not bad. He was in uh, Would You Rather in 2012. Anybody else you want want to know about? Would you rather have a million dollars or be poor? I've listed basically the entire cast. Do you want to know about Lisa Love so. or Peter Graves at the stage of the game? Or what's Lisa Love up to these days? And Lisa Love for thirty seconds. Lisa Love played and Channel knows Three who Lisa reporter. Love is right now. Uh, her big hit was "Stay." Do you remember that one? <laughs> no. Her big hit. Were, were you her say. Oh no 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 no. I don't hear what I want to. There you go. That's right. The Thank song you. was Stay. Thank you. Uh, from uh, Reality Bites. She did the song. I did like Reality Bites. She was, she was Channel 3 reporter in 1999's House on Odd and Hill. She was in the soundtrack for Legally Blonde, the soundtrack for Twister. She played Lisa Loeb in Hot Tub Time Machine Number 2 in 2015. God, there was a, t- a number two? That was... That was the one that John Cusack said, not going to do it. Very sad. Good call. Good call. Peter friend. Graves played Peter Graves. <laughs> uh, you know him? <laughs> he was in Stalag 17 in 1953. He was Captain Clarence Over on Airplane 1980. He played 143 episodes as Jim Phelps in, in uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. There you go. And in 1955, he was in The Night of the Hunter. And I always say, I discovered that his older brother, James Arness, was Marshall Dillon in uh, Gunsmoke. So there you go. I can't even say I ever watched Gunsmoke. But I'm still mesmerized by this list behind you. Is your daughter going to see Ed Sheeran? What is this list of people here? Uh, Sleeping with Siren. She's going to a concert. 
and then Ed Sheeran, and then Pierce the Veil. She has Dude, a, she's she's rocking like her aunt, like one concert a month. I still have an true. extra ticket to see Monoskin. Shall we talk about the rating? Boom. House on Haunted Hill currently on Rotten Tomatoes, thirty-one percent. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. the audience gave it? Uh, twelve percent. Forty-two percent. Still a failing grade. This audience is full of stoned and drunk high school boys. Sad but true. Uh, Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly gave it a B minus. I'm not reading the full review. So there you go. First of all, he's clearly insane. There's some cerebral damage with with a a B rating for this nonsense. Steve Murray. I I gave it a B because there was a boob. There was one boob. That's all you need. Uh, Steve Murray of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution called it a bloody mess. Yeah. There you go. It wasn't wasn't even that bloody. It was just a mess. Uh, Michael Atkinson, Mr. Showbiz. (laughs) He says, paints at characters and strokes so broad, just one would cover a barn. And in the end, indulges in lame, dull digital effects that would put a five-year-old to sleep. First of all, the first half was nonsense. The second half of that review was 100%. 100% true. As it knocked you out three times. It absolutely did. Lucy was like shaking me. Daddy! It was very upsetting. Uh, What is your rating? What did did your daughter think? She didn't watch much. She was on her phone half the time. She didn't know what was happening. As was Aunt Aaron. Well, she was pissed. She was like, I want to I want to watch something, and you're taking the, my time and falling asleep. So that was a sad situation. What is right. your rating for uh, The House on Haunted Hill? I'm going to give it two out of five. Uh, if you find the VCR uh, tape, or a CD at the Walmart, and even if it's marked down like twenty-five for a dollar, just throw a match, burn it down. Don't waste your time. I don't care if it's on like a Turner Classics, Nine Hundred Days of Halloween. Skip it. Skip this. Skip Lily Taylor. Cancel Lily Taylor. <laughs> Lily Taylor's not even in this movie. She's ghosts, catching strays. It doesn't matter. Anything that has the words haunting and a house, kill it. Just Bring in the Pope's exorcist, throw some shit, some holy water around, and just walk away. Save your time. Hit yourself so in the you... head with a hammer instead. So if you saw 25 movies for the price of one, you wouldn't just turn away and walk off you would commit arson you would burn the place down like the asylum if was in 1931 requirement that you had to take this movie had to be part of it i would be deeply offended and i would cause a ruckus you would cause a ruckus fair enough i That's also gave saying, it yeah. <laughs> i also gave it 2.5 ghost breasts uh out a of five ghost breasts that's just one <laughs> is all i need 2.5 of them um look you you gave it two point five and are talking about committing murder and arson. I just thought it was I gave kind it of two out of five, not oh, two point five. I gave it two point five. I think it's it's kind of crappy, but I mean I've seen worse. 
I've what seen qualifies for a one, Kevin? What qualifies for a one? I think I told you, Forbidden Zone, I would have given it a zero on Letterbox, but they don't give you that option. I had to give it half a star. You didn't just, buy it? Did not buy it. I That place, I am committing murder and arson. Uh, it's, look, House on Haunted Hill, it's, it's just kind of crappy. I mean, that's the only way I could put it. I don't think crappy, it's crappy. It's, it's boring. That's all you. It's need crappy. To know. It's boring. It's it's not horrendously awful. It's just kind of like, you know what? Take a pass. Not worth it. There's too many other good things to watch. Too much. Don't waste your life's time. Life's too short. Life's too short. Just give it a pass. Now, I don't commit arson. Don't uh, burn the house down. <laughs> don't. Don't commit murder. Just, you know what? I'm going to change the channel on 900 Days of Halloween. Whatever that is, I'm in for it. All I can say, you come home from work, you crack a beer, and you say, I got to watch some Jeffrey Rush tonight. I got to watch him. I can't go to bed. Weekend doesn't start until I get me some Jeffrey Rush. Shakespeare in Love. That's all you need to know. I I mean, you'd rather they watch the bathroom scene from Shine where he's in there. Naked. Yeah. Okay. Do you think anyway. I saw that? I never saw that. Don't Google it. Let me just put it that way. No. Anywho, thank you very much. Go to our pages on Facebook. We're on X. We're on Threads. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. You can email. We're on YouTube. For goodness' sake. We're on sake. YouTube. We're on YouTube. You could be watching us as we speak. For goodness' sake. Uh, you can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at. Gmail. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, share, rate, and review. Won't you? Won't you please? Aaron, what is your social media situation these days? I'm on. I am watching less and less media. I have to tell you that. That's um, a good way to be. I'm on. Of course, we're on the TikTok. I'm on the gram. I am the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. I am Don't Feed the Pigeon. Professionally, I'm at Artsy and First Dibs. Aaron Doherty. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, As you guys know, we like to do viewer listener mail feedback from time to time. So we have some fancy comments from our friends on the internet. Because we fancy that way discussing uh, the movie Megan that we reviewed a week or so ago. David Rosen says, one of the most fun theatrical experiences of the year, Aaron. Hmm. Take that, to the, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Hmm. Aaron was not a fan of, of Megan. Hmm. Uh, Josh, Hat- Josh Hatcher says, discount child's play, which was already child's play. So oh, I liked it better than Child's Play. Let's just put that out there. And for some reason, my buddy popped up on my TikTok, and I was just like, no. My, my buddy, buddy. My buddy. My buddy, Chucky. I, let me reread this. So Discount Child's Play 2019. So there was a remake of Child's Play we did not watch, which I no. guess changed the mythology to make it more of a robot kind of situation. Hmm. So... Discount Child's Play, which was already Discount Child's Play. So there you go. So it's a thing. It's a, yeah, you get what I'm trying to say eventually. I'll get there. Sure. The I Finally Watched podcast said, loved it. I'm not even into horror that much, and I watched it twice in a month. 
I the best part of Megan is just she's so judgy with that mom. Like, what, what are you gonna do now? Come on, come on. That's the best part of her bitching and nagging. Love it. I might I might need to get get a Megan. Casey, seriously, flush the toilet. That was my favorite moment. Uh, <laughs> lo- uh, Seismic Cinema says, "Love this movie. Found the doll proper creepy." Good time at the cinema. Call oh, that person's British for sure. Absolutely. Tara Newkirk, who we might be familiar with, <laughs> says, dying to know if Megan was supposed to look like the Olsen girls. Olsen uh, girls for sure. Or was it Nellie Olsen? <laughs> the youngest one in curls. Hallmark of greatness. I know there's a better cut of it floating about, but I was kind of underwhelmed by it. If there's a murder robot knocking about, I want to see it go full rampage mode. And also stop killing dogs as a gateway to humans. Dude, I just, because he said that, yes. what it, if it was Megan versus the Terminator? Dude, this could be, they already got Alien versus Predator. Why not Terminator versus Megan? Well, I would you get, pay to see that. Then you I get would adult, pay to see that. Adult Arnold Schwarzenegger beating up a little girl. I don't know if that would work. She's not a little age. girl. She's a murderous robot. She could nag him. Really? Did you pee on the floor again? Could you put the seat down? Really, <laughs> Arnold? Again? Hey, I've often said, I'll put the seat down. But when you're done, you need to put the seat back up. I think we both... <gasps> I think it's fair it's about bad you know. shui. That whole lid needs to be shut down and closed. <laughs> and throw a grenade in there just to be done with it. Well, apparently you already threw a grenade in there. <laughs> Why everybody wants you to close that biz up. <laughs> sad, sad but true, indeed. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be discussing the horror classic Eraser Head. Oh, sweet Jesus. Aaron That's is punishing punishment. me. Yes. You can. You can watch it on Apple TV for $3.99. That's not cool. But you watch it for free on Max. On All Max. Right. Perfect. And or if you have, I think it's the Criterion collection. I can't my eyesight's getting. I that. do not collect Criterion. So it's free if you want to watch that. So I've seen it once many moons ago. Uh it's been a while. Don't, don't remember having a good feeling about it though. I gotta it be honest. A, with it you. was a freak sure, that's for sure. It's a freak sure, that's for sure. <laughs> so, thank you very much, and be well. Bye.